Before I read the scripture this evening, I have uh, just a word of introduction to this message. When my children were younger, uh, they loved to do this little activity at Eldridge Park called, they called it Home Run Derby. And we take an aluminum bat and a bunch of old tennis balls. And uh, we go to the park. I was all-time pitcher. And uh, one child would be at bat and the other one in the outfield. And I just easily lobbed the balls in. And they would just hit it as hard as they could. And it was very gratifying to see you know, that tennis ball soar in the air. So uh, we were doing this one particular day. My wife uh, came with the dog. They were in the stands, spectators. And uh, my son Timothy was in the outfield, and my sweet, innocent daughter Ellie was up to bat. So uh, I am the dad, the all-time pitcher. So I'm, you know, pitching the balls in there like this. And so I, I pitch one ball in, and Ellie winds up, and she just smacks that ball line drive right at my forehead. So the ball comes. And I can tend to overreact at times, especially things like this. The ball hit off my forehead, shot up in the air. I screamed and fell to the ground. And uh, my son, he immediately fell to the ground in laughter. Ellie, she first uh, made sure there was no blood, and then she burst out in laughing. My wife was laughing. The only, per- only non laughing party was the dog. And uh, I was thinking about this, and, uh, you know. We think we talk about this as a family. My son still busts up laughing over this uh, event, and uh, it was funny. And uh, part of the reason for the humor was because it was me. Uh, if this think about if this, if, if this was my wife pitching and she got nailed in the face, it, I don't know. It just wouldn't have been as funny. And uh, and then I, if I laughed, I would have been in trouble. You know, it's not good. Uh, but for me, you know, now why? You know, I, I suppose maybe because I'm the dad. I'm strong. And uh, now, don't get me wrong. Women are, are strong. I, I know that. I, I, I respect this. Uh, but there's something about a guy and, and strength. That he wants to be strong. And it can even be part of our identity, you know, that, that I am. And I'm strong. Um, you, you look at me, and I do not look like I am overwhelmed with muscle. Uh, however, strength is important to me. And I do have a muscle on my body that's bigger than any man's in this room. I mean, I am throwing it down here. You tell me afterwards if you're stronger with this muscle, and I'd like to see, OK? Uh, honestly. So the muscle is right here on my hand. Do you see this bump? Do you see it? Can you see the, bu- the bump in the back? So this is a muscle. It's a little soft now because I'm older. But it used to be very strong. I'm not going to tell you how I got this muscle, but there's a great story. This is only 10th grade Bible. Uh, here's the story of this. And if there's any man in this room, any man I've talked to, I've talked to bodybuilders, honestly. I mean, huge guys. I'm like, let's see the muscle. Mine's bigger. OK? so. Uh, strength. Uh, strength is important to a man, uh, but when it comes to living life, male or female, we all want strength in life. 
This evening we take a look at a man who I think that physically was very strong. Uh, However, this man also needed to be encouraged repeatedly about being strong. And so we turn our attention to Joshua. And uh, the scripture reading this evening is uh, Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. The word of the Lord. The theme of this message is simple. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And this evening, I'd just like to uh, take a moment and and look at Joshua the man. Then I'd like to focus in on those uh, verses that talk about be strong and courageous. Uh, Then I'd like to put these verses and Joshua in the context of of the Bible story and, and Bible themes. And uh, then finally, uh, what is our response? How is God calling us to respond to his word this evening? Uh, So first, Joshua the man. Uh, His name originally was Hoshea. Hoshea means salvation. Moses changed his name to Joshua. And Joshua means the Lord saves Uh, After crossing the Red Sea, uh, the Israelites were attacked uh, without any uh, provocation. They were attacked by the Amalekites. And who was the army general that led the Israelites into that war? It was Joshua. 
Joshua, as many of you know, was one of the 12 spies who spent 40 days in the promised land, the land of Canaan. And these 12 spies, one representative from each tribe, comes back, gives their report to Moses. The land is prosperous. It is good to live in. But Joshua was only one of two spies that said, let us trust the Lord and take possession of the land. Unfortunately, the children of Israel listened to the ten spies who said, there is no way we can defeat the inhabitants. Moses has led us wrong. But Joshua showed himself faithful uh, despite the pressure of those ten other spies. Joshua was Moses' right-hand man from Exodus through Deuteronomy. As we come to Joshua chapter 1, what is his present situation? Well, Moses has died. Joshua is now in charge. And even though he has been Moses' right-hand man, Moses has left big shoes to feel. Phil, Joshua is no Moses. Joshua is charged with crossing the Jordan River. The Jordan River is now in flood stage. Um, I looked around, and uh, the best I could uh, see is that the place where the Israelites were at that time in the Jordan River uh, is estimated to have been about 100 feet uh, wide. Okay, so this is not the Mississippi River, but it formidable, 100 feet wide, and then flood stage would have increased that. Uh, We don't know how much, but over 100 feet wide, and you know in flood stage, uh, currents are increasing and can be quite dangerous. So the Israelites have to cross the Jordan River, and then there are many, many armies and battles to anticipate. Joshua was to lead the people into the promised land. And even though he had an amazing mentor for 40 years, the thought must have crossed his mind. Am I strong enough? And will they follow me? And so we come to Joshua 1, uh, verses 6 to 9. Joshua 1, uh, 7 through 9 are uh, our favorite verses in the Bible. Have I not, uh, verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I have heard so many people point to that verse and say, that is one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. Be strong and courageous. Now, what's interesting about this is that in Deuteronomy 31, one of the last times that Moses talked to Joshua, as recorded in the scripture, Deuteronomy 31, Joshua was encouraged to be strong and courageous. So, Deuteronomy 31, verse 6 Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God will go with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. That's number one. Deuteronomy 31.7. He is told this again. 
Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land the Lord your sw- uh, the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them. You must divide it among them as their inheritance. And then, one more time, three times, Joshua is encouraged. Be strong and courageous, Deuteronomy 31, 23. The Lord gave this command to Joshua, son of Nun, be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them. Deuteronomy 31, three times. Joshua chapter 1, how many times was he encouraged to be strong and courageous? Once again, three times. Be strong and courageous. When you think about it, uh, the pressure on Joshua to succeed was significant. Uh, This is a promise that was given to Abraham hundreds of years before. Why did they leave Egypt to go to Canaan, the promised land? They were going to go there uh, more quickly, but uh, took a little detour for 40 years because of the Israelites' lack of faith. And as I like to say... Uh, the 40 years was to have the adults essentially die off in the wilderness so that the middle schoolers and high schoolers could grow up to be the new generation to lead them into the promised land. So after the 40 years, you know, the whole, initially the plan was Moses was going to take them in, but now it is, it is Joshua. Uh, this goal must be achieved. There must be success on this to, uh, to occupy the land of Canaan. What does God do to ensure success? What does God do to ensure success? He gives Joshua a foundation. God does not go with the particulars of uh, this military strategy and this type of soldier preparation, although I'm sure the Israelites did this and they needed to do this. But if if those pieces were the foundation, then the people would be trusting in themselves. So God gives them a more sure foundation. And what is that foundation that God gives Joshua and gives the children of Israel? It is simply to know the law, to know God's word, and obey God's word. It is mentioned three times in these verses. The law the book of the law, and everything written in it. How important is it? They are to obey it. Don't turn away from it. Always talk about it. Always think about it. So the word of God is a foundation. And what is the other foundation for success? The promise of God's presence. I am with you. Joshua, you have a lot of military strategy that needs to be done soldier preparation, but more important, you need this piece in place. You need God's word deep within your heart so that it guides your actions, and you need to go knowing that Almighty God is with you. I am with you, Joshua. So that is uh, Joshua 1, 6 through 9. When, uh, I'll come back to that when we think about uh, how, what is our response uh, to this. Uh, now I'd like to uh, look at how this story fits in with the Bible themes. Uh, I, tend, I uh, teach 
10th grade Bible, and uh, I have three themes uh, that begin with the letter C. Now, I will put no former students uh, on the hot seat here, okay? That would, that would not be nice. But uh, as I say these, it will all come back to you, okay? So uh, the first Bible theme is, oh, I put it on there. There, there you have it. I forgot that I did that. Uh, the character of God, the covenant of God, and the centrality of Christ. So this isn't the Bible story, of course, but essentially this is one way to say, you know, what's the Bible about? Who is God, his character? Uh, how does he form relationship and make promises with people that he calls his people, covenant? And then, uh, where does Jesus fit in? Well, everywhere from the beginning to the end. So in the story of uh, Joshua, as, as you read this story, as we think about it tonight, uh, we should think about God's character, that God is faithful, that God is present, and that God is strong. God is faithful, God is present, and God is strong. As we live our lives, we need to, to remember who God is, and we see his character shining through in the story. <coughs> uh, second, the covenant of God. How does God relate to people? Well, God makes promises. He made a promise to Abraham, and he made a nation to be his people. And God will fulfill his promise. He will lead his people. He will save his people. The same is true for us in God's covenant with us. He has made a, a covenant with us, made promises with us, and he has promised to lead us and to save us. And then the centrality of Christ. Where do we see Jesus in this story? Well, Joshua, his name means the Lord saves. And he had a mission. What was the mission of Joshua? The mission was to defeat the enemy and to lead the people into the land for rest. For 400 years they were slaves. For 40 years they were wandering in the wilderness. And his mission, defeat the enemies and move into a land where people could go, this is life. Thank God that he has given us this blessing. Jesus. Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew Joshua. So Jesus means the Lord saves. And what was Jesus' mission? The mission of Jesus was to defeat the enemy, to defeat Satan and the sting of sin and death, and create for himself a people that he would bring into not just the land of Canaan, but he would bring them into eternal rest. Ah, this is life as God originally designed it. So you see here that uh, Joshua's mission is fulfilled in Jesus into something so much, so much bigger. So the centrality of Christ seen in Joshua. And now last, our response. 
how to be strong. How to be strong. Well, first of all, you need to think about where you need strength in your life. And uh, for some of you, this is uh, very simple this evening. Uh, I, I can immediately identify this is the area where I need God's strength in my life. Uh, if nothing comes to your mind, I would encourage you to, to pray about this. And uh, where do I need God's strength? Perhaps uh, it is something that is obvious. Perhaps it is, I just need to be a brighter light for Jesus. And I'm not doing that. And I can't do it on my own. I need God's strength. Perhaps it is, there's an area of my life that I've not completely committed to God. And I need to be a more faithful disciple of Jesus in this area. I need God's strength. Um, I don't know what it might be for your particular situation, but where do you need to see God's strength in your life? Uh, Next, we we must realize the overwhelming, overflowing grace of Almighty God. Uh, God is still faithful, and God still makes and fulfills promises. This is the God that we serve. He is a gracious God. He has sent the Lord Jesus to save us. And he is still present and he still gives strength. Now, I might like to think that I'm strong, but I'm no Joshua. Joshua fulfilled, of course, a unique place in God's salvation history, bringing the people of Israel, into the promised land. But still, we are a people of God. God has called each one of us to do his will, to build his kingdom, to serve him in this world. Think about Think about that. The call of God is on each one of our lives, and we desperately need his strength to fulfill that call that is upon us. And so... We all need, desperately need, the grace of God to work within us and lead us in his way. How to be strong. Acknowledge where we need the strength. Rely on God's grace. We need to deal with sin. Sin damages, hurts our relationship with God, and so we need to be honest with sin. We need to confess our sin, wage war against sin, and live in God's grace as well. And then we need to think God's word. We need to live God's word. I think too often we give lip service to God's word. We know it in our mind. But how often are our lives just charged on a daily basis with God's word? This is the foundation for our lives. So uh, this week I was uh, reading... Uh, Time Magazine, the June 17th uh, issue. And I was reading uh, the columnist Joe Klein in Time Magazine. And uh, I was thinking about the sermon as well, and I was like, oh boy. So I'm going to read just a, a quote from this column. The column is about a book that he read, and the book is about uh, problems in America these days. Okay? So uh, he, he says this. What do we do about the unraveling of middle-class values? 
What do we do about the skyrocketing of -of out-of-wedlock births and the 20% high school dropout rate now metastasizing or moving from urban poor to the working class? Where do we find moral authority in a society that, as Packer, who is the author, where do we find the moral authority in a society that, as Packer writes, celebrates an unapologetic former crack dealer like Jay-Z. If you haven't heard of Jay-Z, he's in pop culture, wow, entertainment business guy, okay? So where do we find this moral authority? I almost began shouting, look to the Bible! You're asking the right questions here in Time Magazine. Where do we find this? Do you know what their answer is? Oh, boy, this is not good. Well, where do we... uh, When Packer, the author, and I discussed his book over lunch, he told me he has no snazzy solutions, just the obvious ones. So, friends, I'm going to tell you how to solve the problems in America today. I got it for you right here, okay? It is real financial reform, better schools, more infrastructure spending, and a robust national service plan. Do these, and our problems are solved. And once again, I thought, you were asking the right questions. You were looking at the right things. But a society based on the foundation of God's word, that's where you start. Yes, we have to do a lot of work in our lives, and we do a lot of work, all of us, every day. But what is the foundation? It is God's word. That's the path to success and true prosperity. So we are called to claim and to live out the words of Joshua 1, 6 through 9. Joshua 1 says, be strong. Where does it say this in the New Testament? Uh, Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Uh, Skipping down, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. And as you know, the passage goes on to talk about the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and the gospel of peace on your feet. The shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. With this armor of God, Almighty God with us strengthens us for whatever he calls us to do in this life. And so, uh, in closing... Uh, What are some good questions for you to ask yourself? I have three. Uh, What situations can make you feel afraid? What situations can make you feel afraid? Because it is there that God wants to work his strength. How is God calling you to serve him? In that call, God wants to strengthen you. And what can you do to make God's word more central in your life? What can you do to make God's word more central in your life? My friends, I want to encourage you this week. Be strong and courageous 
Did you hear me? Be strong and courageous. I think one more time. Be strong and courageous. There was a song that I was uh, thinking about. It's a very catchy tune. Don't worry, be happy. Have you heard that song? The Caribbean beat, the don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. I'm sorry. And uh, it just keeps going on. And it's catchy. The tune is uplifting. And if you sing it enough, oh, I like this. But when I listen to that song, I think, what's the foundation? Why don't worry, be happy? There's no answer to that question. This morning, I was in church. This is a good thing. And uh, we were taking the offering, and uh, we had a a solo. And uh, a woman sang uh, the Eye of the Sparrow. And uh, this is when I wrote the conclusion to this message. During the offering, I got the paper out, and I'm writing this down, you know. And uh, so uh, his eye is on the sparrow. She's singing this song. And in the chorus, it says... Um, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. Oh, these are wonderful words. Everybody wants this, right? I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. Oh, so uplifting and so good. But this song answers why. Because I know he watches me. My friends, this week... Be strong and courageous because God has given you his word as the foundation for your life and he has promised you that he will never leave you or forsake you. Amen.